1: For exclusive podcasts and more, sign up at patreon.com
2: slash partners in crime media.
3: What do you call a monk with a podcast?
4: Uh, air
2: fryer.
3: (laughs) You stole my thunder.
0: (laughs) This week's Lawn Order Marathon winner is Natalie Gagnon from Estero, Florida. Natalie will get a marathon decal showing she watched 26.2 hours of her favorite crime show. To be next week's winner sign up at LawNorderPodcast.com.
4: I'm Kevin Flynn with Rebecca Lavoie and Jen Jackson. And these other stories.
1: You think you know who did it, but you don't know who did it. Law in order, law and order.
4: Welcome to These Are Their Stories, the podcast about network TV's most enduring crime franchise and the real-life cases that inspire their shows. I'm Kevin Flynn. Each podcast will break down an episode from either criminal intent, SVU, or original recipe. And today we're looking at Law & Order Season 8, Episode 18, Stalker. Once
0: he had her credit card number, he could find out anything he wanted to know about her.
1: He logs onto the internet. And let your fingers do
2: the stalking.
4: Joining me to do just that is true crime author and host of Crime Writers on and Netflix's You Can't Make This Up podcast. It's Rebecca Lavoie. Hello, Rebecca.
5: And that true, you married, Kevin. Nobody knows what we're talking about, <laughs> and
4: everyone's just going to think I'm a bad person. <laughs> no. Yeah, all right, well, we'll explain that later with our special guest from the We Talk Shit podcast, it's Jen Jackson. Hi, Jen. Hi. So, I it's we talk shit, but it's it's uh, spelled with a dollar sign for the S. So, is it pronounced differently? No, no. It's just very Kesha.
3: It's very we brush our teeth with a bottle of Jack. Yes,
4: exactly. <laughs> very Kesha. Yes, I do like it. I do <laughs> like it. So, um, who do you think probably talks the most shit in the Law and Order Squad Room?
3: Oh, you know what? I think. Well, I was gonna go SVU because I think Finn does. He seems. Yeah. He seems like a, a gossip zaddy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> He'd be all over it. But I got to say, you, you know who they're talking about? They're talking about Kragan, right? Yeah. A dead hooker in your bed is hard to, like, walk away from at the water cooler, mm-hmm. right? You For just...
3: sure. Yeah. No, they're definitely still talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You
5: think your boss is bad. Yeah. Well. <laughs> you guys will not believe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My boss both ages backward and woke up next to a dead hooker one time. <laughs> yeah. And then nothing happened. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> got out of jail. Kept your desk warm. There you yeah, go. Skellible was still, was still Benjamin Button when he got out. It was fine. <laughs> That's so true. He does age backwards. That's hilarious.
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jen, of all the franchises, which two cops are your favorite law and order detective team? Favorite
3: law and order detective team. Well, I was going to just go like straight Elliot and Olivia. But after watching this episode, I, I really didn't realize how much I missed Briscoe until I watched this episode. And yeah. I do like him with Ray, with Curtis, because Benjamin Bratton and his fine ass that it's fun mm. to watch.
4: Fun mm. to watch. Rebecca, we always talk about how you think Jesse L. Martin is gorgeous. but is. Benjamin Bratt, come
5: on. He's fine. He's oh no Jesse gosh. L. Martin, but he's, he's fine. Not- <laughs> You know, the whole thing was we didn't notice he was good looking until he started dating Julia Roberts. That's when we noticed. Oh, my God. In my opinion.
4: Like most guys, <laughs> right? They're totally like not desirable to women until like a hot woman likes him. Like, what is up with him?
5: Well, yeah, that's I'm- not how Jesse O'Martin Martin was. <laughs> he walked on to Ally McBeal and we were all like, oh, my God. He was gorgeous from day one. Like day one. The first yeah. time anyone saw him. he was Yeah, gorgeous. I saw him in Rent.
3: And, Gorgeous. Oh, right? He's, he's stunning. He's absolutely beautiful, for sure. <laughs> mm.
4: Yeah. And Jen, who is your favorite prosecutorial team? Favorite
1: line order district attorney prosecutorial
3: team. Ooh, good question. Oh, I actually don't think I have one. It's okay. You don't have to play favorites. Okay. I mean, I really like Diane Martin, but that's not a team. That's just mm. just a golden girl. Yeah. She's yeah. just a golden yeah. girl.
4: <laughs> All right, now let's take a look at the first half of this episode, Law & Order, Season 8, Episode 18, Stalker. Well, Briscoe and Curtis investigate an assault on Andrea Blake, found at the bottom of a flight of stairs. She's got a stack of threatening emails from someone calling himself Giovanni, and he knows all sorts of details about her life.
3: Slip into your blue satin nightgown and wait for me on your new queen-size sleepies mattress. Does it squeak when your naked hips bounce up and down on it while you're.
1: There's a blue satin nightgown in her closet, and her mattress is a sleepie's. He knows what kind of toothpaste she uses soap, floor wax, you name it. And he's thought up new uses for all of them. It just gets more and more intense as it goes.
4: A co worker at the hospital says that Andrea had been stalked and had to move several times, but she didn't know who Giovanni was. While in prison, Russell Lowry got Andrea's address off of the voting records, the way he talks mirrors language in the emails, but he recently got rid of his computer. When Andrea wakes up in the hospital, they show her a photo of Lowry, but she thinks Giovanni is an old neighbor named Louis Dutton. He's not talking, but Ray notices he's got a pretty big camera aimed out his window at the apartment across the air shaft, the apartment that used to be Andrea's. Her current landlord says that he never saw Lowry or Dutton around, but there's now roaches in Andrea's apartment because of her long-neglected garbage. This contradicts what she told detectives about being attacked while throwing out her trash. They ask Andrea if she lied about being attacked so police would do something about the threatening emails, which she denies. But Curtis offers to go talk to the hospital, which is considering suing her for the money they spent on extra security. But since the best way to prove the cops wrong is to just die, (laughs) they find Andrea beaten and stabbed in her apartment. Okay, so Briscoe and Curtis start by quizzing the landlord.
1: Anybody with you tonight? Yeah, the shrew I married. If I was going to toss anybody down the stairs. Yeah, yeah.
4: There is nothing like your alibi being, no, I would assault somebody completely different.
5: (laughs) (laughs) That's true I married, yes. That's true I married, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What a prize that landlord is, eh? What a prize. He's like a sweet guy. Yes, but he doesn't need references to get an apartment in his building, which isn't bad. I mean...
4: He runs it the way he wants to run it. (laughs) Money talks, I guess. Mm
5: -hmm. (laughs) She seems purdy. We'll give her one of the six apartments I own. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. By the way,
4: throwing yourself down the stairs, that's now called the Texas abortion.
5: Oh. It's <gasps> so only Ooh. kind you can get. Kevin. Oh,
4: was that too topical? Too, too, soon. too, too soon. Too
5: soon? Way too soon. Very soon. <laughs> that's
4: soon enough, if you ask me. And we
5: also, is, did she throw herself down the stairs?
4: Well, we'll get to that, yeah. right? Uh, so they find out the way the stalker got Andrea's address is that a prison inmate filed a Freedom of Information Act request to get the voting records.
1: Did you talk to this guy at Rikers, Morgan? Hey, I got a load of real cases. I told her she might want to think about moving again. And this time, don't register to vote. And his
4: advice, don't vote. (laughs) By the way, that's that's now what's called a Texas voter registration drive. (laughs) Just don't vote. Just don't vote.
3: Is that, I was wondering if that was something that you could still do.
5: It uh, I think it depends where you live. Yeah. Because That's horrifying. the voter rolls, it depends. Yeah, It depends where you live, because like where we live, the voter rolls are public, but you have to go look at them in person. Mm. Uh, you can't get them by mail, but you can literally go look at them in person. And if you want, you can take pictures of them what? You that... and
3: look at them. That's horrifying.
5: <laughs> yeah. I hate yeah. That. It's a whole thing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I hate it. Yeah.
4: So to get into Lowry's apartment, he's not home, but his neighbor is. This is a woman who complained that they went out on a date and he got maybe too handsy.
1: Oh, when you find him, could you send him back wherever he came from? Why is that? I went out with him once. The man's an octopus with, like, zero grasp of what no means. Now he won't leave me alone. Like, I'm not calling
4: anyone a skank, but you went out with on a date with an ex-con who moved in a week ago, and now you're complaining that he wasn't a gentleman.
5: <laughs> Listen, True. don't judge her. You're victim-blaming. Love I after
3: know- lockup is possible. There's a whole show <laughs> about it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it's a good idea, but, uh, yeah.
5: Do you think he told her that he had just gotten out of Rikers? I wouldn't lead with that on my first date. Absolutely that's like a not. third date thing.
4: It's a third date thing.
3: <laughs> Depends on how far you
5: get. Now yeah. that I've put it in, that's not I an over the
4: clothes <laughs> disclosure, right? It's, yeah.
5: Now that you liked it. I need to tell you something. How, you How is that for it? you? <laughs> okay, so here's what's up. <laughs> here's where I learned that. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing.
4: Jen's mother is going to be so scandalized. She's like, who are you hanging out with? She'll love it. So Lowry sold his computer, uh, and the guy that got it swapped out the hard drive for a new 8-gig hard drive in 1998. Do yeah. you know how much eight gigs of memory costs today? How much? I found a flashcard on Amazon for $6.73.
5: <laughs> True story. That would hold like three episodes of this podcast, right?
4: Yeah. <laughs> it was a big upgrade.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
3: By the way, that's wow. less
4: than a six-piece McNugget meal costs. Mm.
3: Yeah, you can't really get a meal for that. Everything no. costs more than fifteen dollars these days.
5: Not at Taco
3: Bell. mm no. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
5: But you get something
3: else for free from Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. That's explosive diarrhea.
5: At McDonald's
4: their dollar menu only has sodas on it, and the sodas are a dollar twenty nine. Copy <gasps> to. That's not a dollar.
5: Yeah.
3: There's nothing on the dollar menu anymore.
5: I
4: don't know. Oh, Thanks, man. Obama. <laughs> By the way, uh, McNugget Happy Meal, that's now called Texas Crudite. Oh, my God. God. All right, we've got a couple of Hey, It's That Guys. Hey, it's that guy. Can you tell me the name of the actor playing Louis Dutton? I can. You can give me
1: his name. I can. All right, do
5: it. It's character actor Robert Joy.
1: Yes. Yes. Wow. First, unless you can connect me with the objective of your investigation, you have no right to question my whereabouts. Oh, good. A constitutional scholar. Do you know Andrea Blake? And second, I'm under no obligation to answer your questions under any circumstance.
4: He is best known for his five seasons as Dr. Sid Hammerback on CSI New York. (laughs) He's the character that has, like, this pair of glasses that detach at the eyepiece, like, magnetically, so he just dramatically, like, breaks his glasses apart. Oh, it's and that puts guy. Them back together. It's that guy. Yeah. Yes, that's the segment. It's that guy. In fact, he is such a hey, that's guy. He was in a documentary playing himself. Uh, it's all about, hey, it's that guy. Then it's called that guy who was in that thing. Mm-hmm. Oh,
3: yeah. I've seen the one with women, too.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, there was one with women. It was like, "Hey, it's that guy, special girl edition, or something like that." Okay, yeah. yeah, special I like what it was. unit. Yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> right.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I do like. I think I want to do get those glasses. That just snap. They just snap. That's not creepy bra- at all. No, it's like it's like a bra that slatches in the front. It's not like it's that. dramatic. <laughs> like it's not exactly like that at all. No, I'm <laughs> sorry. Oh, you, mean, you,
5: mean, you mean they don't work?
4: They don't work. <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes
3: just come spilling over the top.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was born in Montreal. Uh, he's a former Rhodes Scholar. His big break was playing Madonna's boyfriend and desperately seeking Susan. Wait, his uh, big break wasn't and- being a
5: Rhodes Scholar?
4: <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> How many Rhodes Scholars you know that are famous for being a Rhodes Scholar?
5: Uh, Bill Clinton.
4: He's not famous for being a Rhodes Scholar. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's true. There's something else that he did. Can't. He should have stopped around. there. Yeah. He should have stopped. Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein no. wasn't
4: like, "Come on my plane. It's only Rhodes Scholars." <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> God damn it! Oh wow! 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 Uh, there is a hey. It's that girl. There is. Hey, it's that girl. Who's playing stalking victim Andrea Blake? I don't know. I don't know her. That's Susan Floyd.
0: I would be at the supermarket, and he'd be
3: there. I would be at the dry cleaner, and he would be in line right
4: behind me. Six Law & Order appearances. Uh, She was the lead in the ABC sitcom Then Came You. She was playing a divorcee who falls in love with a much younger hotel worker, Cuckoo kachu
3: <laughs> All right. Good for her.
4: Yeah, she would later star in the feature film Chinese Coffee, along with Al Pacino and Jerry Orbach oh, in one of his last yeah. film appearances. Oh, Jerry. Uh, Susan played Pacino's girlfriend in Flashbacks, which apparently the flashbacks had uh, like a very bad wig on Pacino and uh, Jerry Orbach's hair just dyed black. <laughs> it doesn't what? look like anything real. Yeah.
5: Jerry Orbach looked old when he was like 40, though. He did. I think he was born yeah. old. Yeah. 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 I would love to see baby like, Orbach. like
4: 70 trying to play 40. You know, it's just in the, it's just like it's just not working.
5: What do you think Jerry Orbach looked like as a toddler? I bet it looked like Jerry Orbach. I would love to Google that. I wonder if there's photos available because <laughs>
3: I think he was 75 in Dirty Dancing.
5: Yeah, and there there was a reason why when he was born, his mom was like, "Oh, that's a Jerry." Right. Look
4: at this guy.
5: That's Jerry for geriatric, right there.
4: (laughs) someday they'll draw him as a candle, and it'll be all over (laughs) Disney. It'd be fantastic. That would be perfect. So you might not have seen that film, Chinese Coffee. No one saw that film. Yeah, well, because it was like in some film festivals, um, but it was never released wide until it was uh, sent to DVD uh, in 2007. Mm. Here's a review. This is the worst movie I've seen in a long time. (laughs) Truly an exercise in human misery. (laughs) And it's so pretentious. It's obvious that Pacino thinks this is some kind of great art art piece, but it's really just a schlocky mess. And the fact that it's trying to be some deep work comes off as utterly tasteless. Two stars.
5: Nice. Two. Too. Oh I thought gosh. that was
4: fairly generous after the lead up. Yeah, that. that's
5: incredible. That's like I, I wish they did that with podcasts and our show. It's like, OK, the host has that cackle. One star. Smart show. Love everyone else. But Rebecca cackles. One star. Oh, no, you're getting you're getting bad reviews because of your laugh. Yeah, if we have four people on Crime Raiders and you only don't like me and you're only giving us one hey, star,
4: you are just giving people in Texas <laughs> ideas about how to get back at us. No. So why don't you STFU? You?
5: Right. Yeah. There Is I go cackling again. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, we have some
4: repeat offenders. Hmm. Re- repeat offender. We've got Yancey Arias as yes. the neighbor at the bottom of the stairs. All I heard was her shouting for somebody to leave her alone. Then she comes crashing down the stairs. I come right out, and I don't see anybody up there. He was the father of the dead girl in SVU's legacy. Joe Listy from Third Watch is the defense attorney.
1: Detective Briscoe, did you really change your mind? Or did you, in your zeal to convict my client, decide to commit perjury?
4: And there's also Daniel Oreskes. As Mr. Wilson...
1: I told the police I have the only key.
2: I can't help your case. Why would you want me to testify?
4: He would go on to play Stabler's new boss in Law & Order Organized Crime, and his first line of the whole series was, What the hell, Elliot? (laughs) Which is what we've been thinking for 12 years. Absolutely. Yeah.
5: Perfect. And... He's one of the fans of the podcast and Only Murders in the Building who sits outside the building in season one and they're having the conversation like, but what are the stakes of this oh, podcast? Gosh. I remember him from that very, yeah, very much.
4: Absolutely none. none <laughs> Anybody know the landlord, Mr. Galvansky, Galvosky, Golvolsky?
3: Gal- you mean the no. perfect husband?
1: <laughs> yes, the
4: perfect husband.
1: I own the building. I can run it how I want. You want to know where she was before? Ask her. I will. If she lives.
4: That is the late Harry Goss. He played Joan Crawford's husband in Mommy Dearest. <gasps> yeah, no wire hangers. No
3: wire hangers.
4: He also had some recurring roles in the TV shows. Wise Guy in the miniseries Kennedy. And he was Deborah Messing's father for two seasons of Ned and Stacy.
5: Oh. That was a comedy
4: that I'm guessing was so bad because the final 11 episodes were never released in the U.S. until 20 years later when they went on DVD. Huh. Probably on the shelf right next to Chinese Coffee. Right. Huh.
5: I think there was some sort of, like, dispute over that show. I would look really? that up. Like, yeah. whether
4: it sucked or not? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think I used to really like it, but I think I was a kid. I always thought huh. that it was interesting that they had, that Deborah Messing went from Ned and Stacy to Will and Grace.
4: Mm.
5: Yeah, it was like a Thomas Hayden Church and Deborah Messing problem, I think, with that show. I remember there being some sort of problem. I could be remembering that wrong, but I think that there was something there.
4: That's the tea. Mm. Thanks for bringing the tea, Rebecca.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Probably completely inaccurate tea. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
4: Let's see, he was also the lead actor in the Adult Swim cartoon Sea Lab 2021 so it was a snarky takeoff on the uh, 1970s Hanna-Barbera cartoon, Sea Lab 2020, and they basically like recycled scenes and clips from the original cartoon and made it like all very racy and yeah. and adult, an adult swim. He was the voice of Captain Hank Murphy, the incompetent commander who had a fear of flashlights. Hmm. Huh. And by the way, ever since Rebecca went into my nightstand drawer, she also has a fear of
5: flashlights <laughs> Ooh. Sexy. why don't they do that with the laugh olympics by the way that would be so great oh wow just a make laugh it Olymp- just make it like real gross that would be great
4: like the like do a uh, uh, performance enhancing drug yes. test on snaggletooth exactly <laughs> exit stage laugh <laughs> <Okay. Aww>. <laughs> <laughs> too love the laugh olympics <laughs> uh, can you tell me who's the actress playing the nurse who works with andrea
5: Oh, she was so nice. Changing her email address didn't do any good, but it wasn't until she started getting the phone calls that she moved the
4: first time. Uh, that's Kate Rigg, an Asian-American comedian and an advocate for AAPI and LGBTQ causes. Uh, she says that she's all about subverting racist language by reclaiming it. Bo- boy, buckle up.
1: <laughs> buckle up. Wait. Oh, no. Oh,
4: no. Uh, let's see. She produced the film... Happy Lucky Golden Tofu Panda Dragon Good Time Fun Fun Show. Okay. Which was a stand-up show with uh, Asian comedians. And she uh toured the country with her show. Okay, I'm just I'm just gonna go for it Rip here. The off. Uh Kate's f***-o-rama. There it is. There it is. <laughs> there it That's is. what I was expecting. Yeah. So, yeah. The tagline was I Therefore I am.
5: <laughs>
4: what? Oh. oh my god, I've never been so scared in my life.
5: Oh, what a what a great series of beats that was. <laughs> Have right. a nice job. Well, <laughs> podcast has
4: She was also the executive director of a show on Oxygen called Dance Your Ass Off. Oh. It was a dieting game show where people would try to lose weight while they also competed in a ballroom dancing competition (laughs) (laughs) the judges scores would then be added to the pounds that they lost and the lowest score would be eliminated Ah, so
5: it was both an eating disorder and a humiliation at the same time how long did they have to lose the weight it wasn't
3: like
4: one episode was it I, well, I think like with Dancing with the Stars, like they come back every week, oh. so yeah. they probably get. Okay. So this was like the Marie
5: Osmond like thing, but turned into a reality yeah, show. Yeah, this where, was on Oxygen.
4: Yeah. Say so, I guess it's Oprah, Oprah approved.
5: Yeah, yeah. Oh my we know how gosh. she feels about making people lose the pounds. That's her job now. She is a a full time fat shamer. That's hundred yep. percent Oprah. Yeah. By
4: the way, I want everyone to know that if you heard any of this on the podcast, then you should know there was a protracted argument that Rebecca lost. <laughs> <laughs> so, Briscoe and Curtis investigate Lewis Dutton, the guy with the big vocabulary and the even bigger camera. And his thing is taking photographs of women through their windows and then superimposing himself having sex with them on a website called Baron Munchhumpin'.
1: <laughs> this guy takes pictures of naked women, they don't know he's doing it, and this is what he does with them. He puts himself in the pictures and has virtual sex. Is that him? Yeah. He should keep his clothes on.
5: Okay. I'm just going to ask Jen, because you are the expert. You have an incredible TikTok account. Thank you. Isn't this just TikTok, what he's doing? I mean, he's just like taking, he's taking media and putting media in front of the media, right? He's just doing... Pre TikTok, but dirty. Am I? I mean, he's obviously violating people's privacy. Yada yada. Like taking that off the table. Isn't he? Didn't he just like invent TikTok essentially? Basically, and I feel like if like some
3: you know fratty bro like did this now, it would be it would go viral. <laughs> Half a million views in the first hour.
5: Yeah, yeah. Or people would be tweeting it and being like, "Isn't this disgusting?" And then it would go viral. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
4: Well, they get him because he takes all of his film to be developed at this camera shop. So he takes the photographs, gets prints, brings them home, and then scans them. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't have a digital camera.
5: This is the most no. old timey thing that I've ever heard. <laughs> this is so. And then, then he the past. photoshops himself on top of the pictures he took of the prints. And it was all like pixely, and he's like. <laughs>
4: <laughs> ding, ding. It was like man Dug
5: yeah. In his own pants Yeah I, I'm like That was weird Well no Here's the thing though <laughs> So we've We've talked about this On the show before So like An SVU Whenever like The squad has to watch Some video of someone Doing something perverted At some point They're always like Okay stop that I can't watch that anymore And yeah. I'm always like Dude that's literally Your fucking job Keep watching it <laughs> Right they were like riveted by this video in the squad. It's amazing. I, and I was like, I want to keep watching this video. Like, what happens next? Well, it's like the guy. <laughs> he's like
4: in the in the video, like sneaking up on the yeah. woman, who's just still frame.
5: Like, yeah. where is she
4: gonna go?
3: I literally <laughs> she, was
4: wondering the same thing. I was like, How's this
5: gonna happen? Is he just
3: what is he gonna do? It's like turn she's around. She's making
5: spaghetti. She's like literally putting spaghetti in a pot, and he's just like sneaking up and putting his hand in his pants. And I'm like. Okay, wait, She's I just- thought she was topless in the bathroom. Are we like... I don't know. I couldn't tell. It was oh very my gosh. pixelated. <laughs>
3: That's true. It was very pixelated. It means yeah. it probably was yeah. 1998. It probably took like
4: 45 minutes to load. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so you say saying I, he obviously doesn't have Photoshop. He probably has After Effects, but something... But I think basically the way he shot that, he had to be in front of like one of those green screens with all the ping pong balls so <laughs> oh he could like gosh. look. And was like which Andy, direction. The Andy
5: Circus of the Law and he Order got, <laughs> universe. He definitely
4: got the proportions right, right? He wasn't like a big Godzilla guy coming. He was the perfect height. The sh- the lighting was perfect.
5: The shadowing. <laughs> this reminds me of that. This happens all the time. Kevin will walk up behind me. I can feel to be like. Are you using fucking paint to do that graphic? Right now? And I'm like, "Yes." Yeah, I yes. like it.
4: Who is making waffles in their kitchen in just their panties?
5: Uh, a woman who doesn't think she's being watched by a guy who uses the word troglodyte and spies on women to make internet porn using Microsoft Paint. That's who. That.
3: You nailed it, honestly. I mean, I can't imagine cooking with no top on, like you're just asking for yeah. a burn, but yeah.
4: if you have bacon, it's like, forget about it. Don't right? do that. Yeah. Don't do that. You can
5: get burned by bacon when you're wearing a turtleneck. It's incredible. That's, that is fast. Do, do people in New York
4: really think no one can see him walking around with those giant factory size no, windows? They just don't
5: care. They, they don't just care. don't care. Oh, she doesn't care. Then what's the crime? Well, the whole thing about the thing about New York is, and you know, this is we just stayed in the standard recently. Like, you know people can see you, but you know you're never going to see them, mm. ever, in real life. Unless
4: you go to baronmunchhumping.com. <laughs> By the way, do you think that a young, hot chick from Toad Suck, Arkansas, can afford a giant apartment with a doorman, like, on her own? 19 years old, no
5: roommate? Nope. No. Not even a nurse could do that. The nurse no. lived there, too. That's true. No. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. true.
3: I mean, but that's, like, TV New York, right? Like, Friends?
5: I think the assumption oh, is. Yeah. That he, How did Mister Troglodyte live there? What did he do for a living? I took he photos. You're at a website. Humping. That that was his <laughs>
3: website. <laughs> Maybe he monetized t- yeah. it.
4: <laughs> so they bring Andrea in and tell her that they think the harassment is real, but it looks like she threw herself down the stairs to get the police to look into her case. And there's that detail about the garbage, the locked building, no one having been seen. He's real.
1: You threw yourself down those stairs, didn't you?
0: He is out there. Please.
1: Look, we really do want to help you, but you got to tell us the truth. The truth is he tried to kill me. I am dead unless you help me.
4: This is a fictional world, but I want to ask the two of you, do you believe she was really attacked on the stairs? I... In the writers' minds. I do,
3: but only because of, like, how she was facing when they came up to the body like i just don't see how somebody could do that to themselves like i mean look she could have just taken a dive but it just looked too haphazard to me it didn't look i was i was so confused when it was like oh she threw herself i was like really
5: okay i think she did not throw herself down the stairs even though i did ask you is this because i hadn't seen the episode i Mm -hmm. was like is this what she's fake it only because they were dropping nuggets that she may have faked it like the garbage thing where she was like oh wait no i didn't take it but she almost died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to fake some shit. You don't almost die. You don't like put yourself in a situation. Mean, you know I mean, she's a nurse. She yeah. knows how to fake a fall without almost killing herself. I mean, she, she, would. she like, would know how to base plant it at the foot of the stairs. Yes, I mean, she was a nurse's without borders nurse, for God's sakes. She would know how to do that shit. Yeah. 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 She I I don't think she faked it. And I, I think it's um really interesting how this plays out.
4: Yeah. Well, I don't believe women, so. <laughs> <laughs> Good motto.
5: I, I think that's really <laughs> I'm getting that on a shirt for you, Kevin. <laughs> that's
4: right.
5: <laughs> It'll go over really well in podcast land. Jen will make oh, a yeah. TikTok about it. Yeah. Can we talk about uh, Briscoe, what he says when they find the body?
1: At least she can't say, I told you so.
5: That's like classic Briscoe, though. We were thinking it, but he said it. <laughs> <laughs> classic classic briscoe jen no you know you were thinking it though he just said it
3: (laughs) i mean she did tell them she did literally i think the scene before that she was like he's gonna kill me and then literally the very next scene he's right
4: (laughs) this is one of those mistakes that the cops can't fix by just dropping a gun on somebody
3: right (laughs) true just put a gun on her.
4: Just plant that gun. <laughs> oh, well. That's your a little right. bag of Coke. Walk away. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. So before they find Andrea's body and they get the call that she's been attacked, there's this scene in the squad room where Briscoe is eating some takeout with Profaci. Oh, Profaci. Yeah. And he tells a story about this married couple. I guess it was that the guy wanted to have sex twice a day, and the wife wanted to have sex twice a year.
2: I wrote him a summons that said, you must have sex
1: once a week and only once a week. (laughs) And they bought it? Yeah, I'm the police.
4: (laughs) See, I try to get that ticket, but I always get let off with a warning. (laughs) All right, now let's take a look at the second half of this episode. On the 911 tape, you can hear Andrea say that her attacker was Giovanni. Dutton was in Rikers during the murder, so McCoy focuses on Lowry.
1: You'll see I like classical music. I'm particularly fond of Mozart. Hey, Lenny, look at this. And this. How many recordings of Don Giovanni do you want? All but two. I don't think it's
4: a crime. He was in a private prison in Pennsylvania on computer hacking charges when those first emails started arriving. Did he have access to a computer while in prison? Briscoe and Curtis learned Lowry was among the inmates taking phone orders for homebody furniture, a place where Andrea once bought an end table. Lowry had the computer skills to learn everything about her, and Ross learns that he blackmailed the only person with Internet access there to use his computer. Lowry's attorney gets the 911 tape thrown out because she had already lied once to the police about being attacked. So to save the case, Briscoe tells McCoy that he now believes Andrea was telling the truth about being thrown down the stairs. Wink, wink, wink. He doesn't care about perjury. He's Lenny fucking Briscoe. And McCoy says he'll put him on the stand because he doesn't care about perjury. He's Jack fucking McCoy. (laughs) Briscoe's testimony gets the 911 tape back in, but now Curtis has to lie about believing Andrea's story, which he refuses to do. The prosecutor's only chance to get a conviction of Lowry is to attack Curtis on the stand. Jamie learns that in an effort to save Andrea's job, Curtis told the hospital there was no evidence that she'd lied to them. Jack confronts Ray with this, ruining his credibility to the jury, who then convict Lowry of murder. Okay, here's the evidence for the grand jury. The suspect had 27 copies of the opera Don Giovanni. hmm And that's about it.
5: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But wait, didn't he also work for Wayfair when he was in prison? Wasn't that also a thing? <laughs> uh, that yeah. came along
4: later, but yeah. yeah.
5: Which, by the way, I am thinking, because, you know, Wayfair was one of these, like, disruptor companies that was started by, like, some young, like, Harvard Business School entrepreneur type, right? right. Mm-hmm. That definitely saw this episode when he was in high school and was like, "I have an idea, a mid-range furniture company where people just order it and can get literally anything, but we're not going to call it whatever they called it in this episode because then anyone, everyone will think prisoners are taking their <laughs> or taking their orders. so yeah. we're going to call it Wayfair instead) <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could think about.
3: Yeah. Actually, I didn't think about that at all. I was like, that's so scary. What if somebody like the whole episode I was thinking, this isn't real. This can't possibly be a real
4: thing. Oh, it is. (laughs) They do have those call centers in prison uh, for different things, taking credit card numbers. A lot of times you'll never know. But they say, oh, well, you know, they can't see anything on this computer screen like have you ever tried to type in your password uh, huh. on your phone when like you don't you don't have you have the little eye thing off and all comes up as asterisks? Yeah. Like you don't know what you just typed. You can't see your typos? No idea. You try to change your password because you think you forgot
3: it and then you put in the password and they're like you can't use your old password and you're like ah!
4: You can't use any of your seven last passwords. Right. Mm. It's like, am I working at Quantico? The actual fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to buy something from Amazon or whatever. I'm just trying to read my email. I've got
5: a hack for you if you want. If you install Chrome on Mm -hmm. your iPhone, you know how Chrome remembers all your passwords on your desktop? Yeah. Yeah. You can then look at Chrome on your iPhone and all your passwords are stored there where it says saved passwords. Hey,
4: that's great.
5: Just saying. They're all there on Chrome wherever your Chrome is. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. By the way, you know,
4: to get that search warrant, McCoy
1: says, Let's get a search warrant for Lowry's apartment. Judge Livingston, he has lower standards. He's
4: got lower Lower standards. standards. TV viewers in 1998 were like, thank God for lower standards. (laughs) They be doing that
3: on all the law and orders, though. It's always like going to some judge and interrupting their golf game or something or getting them when they're about to leave for vacation or get into the shower or something. And it's like, all right, here we go. Like.
4: Fine, I'll sign it. Yeah. Yes. So how is it at all possible that Lowry could have started stalking Andrea while he was in prison in Pennsylvania? Well, it turns out this private prison runs a call center where inmates process for uh, orders for this furniture company. So they think Lowry took the call, struck up a rapport, and then used his hacking skills to track her down. So they took the guy imprisoned on computer crimes and stuck him in the computer call center with no supervision. That's like letting an arsonist use the prison's gas stove. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. They were they were using Windows ninety-five, so like Clippy would come on and says, Looks like you want to commit credit card fraud." Me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess they were like all staffed up in the license plate part of the prison. Yeah. He was
4: I mean, he's no Baron munch humping, but you know. <laughs> so the first half of Law and Order is always a murder mystery and the second half is always a moral mystery. And this time it's about doing the right thing. Andrea's mother bemoans that the evidence can get tossed on a technicality.
2: All you care about is protecting the so-called rights of a maniac who killed her. Why didn't anybody protect her right?
4: Jamie says the system is set up to protect everyone. The
2: protections are there for everyone. Sometimes it
4: makes it harder for us to get a conviction. And
1: Schiff says, yeah. I don't disagree with her. Sometimes we're so intent on a grain of sand we lose sight of the beach. So who is right?
3: (laughs) I was so uncomfortable during this part because I was uncomfortable that they were just like, oh, he's going to commit perjury. That's absolutely fine. Get up there. Oh, you know what? We can prove Ray did something nice to try to stop her from getting fired. So let's make him commit perjury. And they're just railroading this guy. And like, we know as like the watcher that something happened, but I was just like there's this this is too easy they they're just gonna put like you know they can put anybody in prison that they want
4: yes oh yeah
3: do you listen to podcasts (laughs) (laughs) so what is that
4: (laughs) don't you love it when Van Buren gets pissed off
3: yes where the hell do you
4: get off pulling a
0: stunt like this
1: they were gonna dismiss the charges
4: so you lied to a
1: judge I didn't lie I'm
3: looking at the transcript Lenny you're an inch away from perjury
1: more like a foot foot and a half I am not laughing.
5: I am not a hundred that and maybe I'm wrong that Briscoe was committing perjury because he kept saying like I made a mistake I mean, yeah I mean are we a hundred that Briscoe was committing perjury?
4: are we a hundred that Briscoe changed his mind?
5: I'm just, just because, saying, I think, yeah. I think there's some ambivalence here. Maybe it's See, just because I have Briscoe It's not Stan. completely
4: believable that Briscoe changed I, I his mind about it. Andrea making up the attack.
5: Maybe he, this is, maybe it's because my dog's name is Briscoe, so I'm a little I mean, biased. he even says it. He even, like, admits
4: to Ray that, like, he's doing this because he understands it's the only way to get Lowry for
1: murder.
3: Yeah, he does say that.
1: I don't like being submarine. I got a right to my opinion. No, what you got is a lot of nerve, Lenny, making it sound like I agree with you, partner. It never occurred to me that you wouldn't partner. What, you wanna see this scum bounce? I wanna see him strapped down with a needle in his arm, but I'm not gonna perjure myself to make it happen.
3: <gasps> they got so close during that argument. I was like, kiss, 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 kiss.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> you thought there was Hoye?
1: <laughs> I hate
5: like Ray Curtis's like mm-hmm. like superiority. Yeah ruins any, like, moral rightness that he might be doing. Always. He is such a dick. Yeah. Like, his dickish moral superiority in, like, situations with, like, women, his, like, patriarchal moral superiority. Right. Give me Lenny Briscoe. And uh-huh. his actual misconduct any day <laughs> over Ray Curtis and his misconduct plus moral superiority. Yeah, any day.
3: absolutely. I'd I'd rather um, a cop railroad me and put me in prison than a cop be like sanctimonious <laughs> and, and railroad you. That's just
5: yeah. annoying. Yeah, but he but he he. We've seen Ray Curtis also railroad people and be sanctimonious. I that's hate. True. I don't. I'm not a fan of his character. Just not.
4: Does he get into the argument with Briscoe? He says, "I don't like being submarined." I think you mean you don't like being torpedo. <laughs> I didn't even like, think what you of that. S- what do you, you like? What do you like? Kamikaze the submarine?
5: That's that's how you get submarine. I, don't I think like you just underwater.
4: Maybe I don't no. like I don't
5: like you pushing me. I don't like swimming.
4: No, it's like B five. You sank my battleship. Yeah. <laughs> He's right, like, I won't lie. I won't even lie to my wife about sleeping with Jennifer Gardner, and you know if I was going to lie about something, that would be that one. By the way, this is the only season of Law & Order, of any Law & Order, uh, that won the Emmy for Best Drama. And this is also the season where McCoy faces disbarment for withholding a statement. Um, so letting the cop lie just is just like fucking nothing for him.
5: Yeah, no. and, and nothing happened at all. Because McCoy is in a huge position of power. Like yeah. in and he does oh, yeah. shit. All Hang him the high, time. McCoy. Come yes. on. It's yeah. incredible. He'll do anything to win. And, and like every conversation is about winning. It's only about the truth when there's the whole family in the room. That's you know, the only time he ever right. wants the actual truth. That's
3: yeah. so true. He,
5: yeah.
4: You know what they call that? A Texas gentleman. <laughs>
1: calling all operatives from now to march 30th mgm national harbor invokes your skills to play covert cash a spy themed kiosk game series where classified missions hidden rewards and daily thrills await sign up for mgm rewards to play and unlock up to twenty-five thousand dollars in hidden free play daily and entries into our grand escape car drawing on march 30th visit mgmnationalharborcom national slash covert cash to begin your mission must be 21 please play responsibly for help visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER
4: Well let's take a look at the real life story that inspired this episode. It's time for Rip from the Headlines. You think you
5: know who did it? You don't know who did it. Rip from
4: the headlines.
2: Plot points for this episode come from the death of Canadian nurse Cindy James. In May 1989, James disappeared from her British Columbia home. Her body was discovered two weeks later at an abandoned house. She'd been hogtied, had nylon stockings wrapped around her throat and had fatal amounts of morphine and sedatives in her bloodstream. Between 1982 and 1989, James reported around 90 incidents of stalking, harassment and vandalism. After she separated from her husband, Roy Makepeace, James complained about obscene phone calls, followed by broken windows, then slashed pillows. Police caught Makepeace parked outside her home but couldn't connect him to the incidents. Multiple times in the following years, family and friends discovered James unconscious with the nylons tied around her neck. She'd have vague memories of one or two men strangling her. Small fires were set in her house on three occasions. But the Mounties never found an actual stalker. The evidence didn't match her claims of sexual assault, and the knots around her neck could have been tied herself. Coupled with her history of mental illness, they concluded she was making it up. After her death, authorities still couldn't decide whether it was murder or suicide or an accident. James's mental state had deteriorated and she possessed all the same drugs found in her system, but her car had been discovered miles away from the scene, and liver mortis suggested that she died elsewhere then was moved. After a coroner's inquest, the cause of Cindy James's death was labeled an unknown event and the case was closed. <laughs>
4: All right. Have you heard of this story before? Oh my God, no. no. Okay. All right. On first blush, who believes this was a murder, and who believes this was a suicide or accidental death? It's
5: I obviously, don't believe dead murder.
4: T- Both of you believe murder.
5: Okay. Dead people can't drive cars. That's true. <laughs> they can walk.
4: And there were <sighs> yeah. other incidents where she had been her car had been found someplace and she had been tied up or whatever. Okay. So how about this? For those who think that it's suicide. Uh, Other people, including a police officer, had been present when she received obscene phone calls, which came from a local telephone exchange uh, where her body was found. Someone spray painted some bitch died here and then used the same spray paint to circle the body. And lividity was discovered on her right side, though when police arrived, she was resting on her left side.
5: Oh, so she'd been moved. She'd been moved
4: by someone. Yeah. It's not clear if the person who found it, the person who found it was like a city worker, uh, somebody with paved roads or something like that. This was an abandoned house that was scheduled to be knocked down. So there was no one around. They never concluded whether or not the guy moved her, flipped her over to check she her or murdered. not. But she, was she, her. she was
5: murdered. But the way she found she's She was murdered.
3: Well no, I mean yes. I have her documented evidence about um corpses getting up and vandalizing themselves. I mean that's common yeah. knowledge. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
5: I mean maybe she painted the circle and then lied down in the circle and, and killed herself and then did what with the spray paint can. Oh wait, Damn. wait, she left the she left the scene where the circle was painted. Put the spray paint can somewhere else, then came back to the scene with the circle and then died by suicide inside the circle.
3: Because she wanted to die by suicide, but she also wanted it to be a fun mystery.
5: Right. For us. (laughs) Right.
4: Yeah. Okay. Well, for those of you who believe it was a murder, consider this. Her psychologist said that Cindy suffered from hysterical personality disorder, a kind of extreme attention-getting disorder, She had been hospitalized for previous suicide attempts and she claimed under hypnosis of remembering that her ex-husband killed and dismembered two people with an ax, but nothing in that story added up. She claimed to know who the multiple men were who'd been attacking her, but refused to identify them for fearing for her family's safety. Her sister found a glass cutter in Cindy's purse, along with a medical syringe kit, a urinary catheter, saline solution. And she had in her, bathroom all of the drugs that were found in her system an expert on knots demonstrated that she could have tied herself up in the manner for which uh she was found before the drugs kicked uh, kicked in and she had orally ingested 20 pills of florazepam so you have to believe her killer either would have access to all the same medications as cindy or somehow got a hold of fatal amounts of her own prescriptions
5: wait how did she die did she die by strangling or by drugs
4: it was the drugs were the, were what killed her. It was an overdose with all this elaborate tying of nylons and stuff, which had apparently friends had f- discovered her drugged, not fatally drugged and hogtied other times.
5: I have a question.
4: Go for it. I'll see if I can answer it.
5: Wouldn't it be ball. an excellent thing to do for a murderer who had access to her home to put the drugs in her cabinet? Oh, no. These were prescription drugs. OK. Written in her name. OK. So, oh God, the murder mystery thing. I think that her uh, psychiatrist, I mean, I think that a person can be an asshole but also be a victim of murder. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I think that is a super fucked up story, no yeah. what the truth is. I do
4: hate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to be blunt, what would be the purpose, if you're the attacker or attackers, what would be the purpose of continuing to drug and bind her for years in more elaborate ways why go to the limit of non-fatal attacks, more and more elaborate, and to put it n- lightly, not just kill her?
3: Well, if they're a stalker, you know, they, they you
5: know, want to hang around and make her uncomfortable Escalate. for
4: a un-
3: couple of yeah. years. Have,
5: haven't uh. you ever seen the Jennifer Love Hewitt episode of SVU? That shit is like... Exactly oh, my God. That yeah, episode. okay. <laughs> yeah. That episode is bananas. That episode...
3: I hate to say this because it sounds so messed up, but it's one of my favorite episodes. It's my,
5: it's like literally top three for me. Yeah, literally top three. When she goes to buy the gun and the paper bag in the park.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Well, like I said, I don't believe women. So.
5: Oh well, we know. (laughs) All right. So one of your shirt. Yeah, it's my. By the way, that's going to be the clip. Tattoo. The one clip that Jen pulls from this (laughs) is she's going to TikTok and be like. So you think ex podcaster was a piece of shit? Let me tell you about this podcaster.
3: <laughs> My thing I got stuck on in that story was that he was slashing her pillows. Because I don't think that's scary. That's just super inconvenient. She's got to go to the store now and go buy another yeah. pillow, or sleep on a rolled up towel, or something like that. Not
5: to mention all those stockings. Yeah. There were there be. were right. different.
4: I mean, there were rocks through windows. There were. Phone calls where nobody was on the other end. She was
5: with a cop when she got a she phone call? She got a
4: call? phone call with nobody on the other end. No, I mean, no voice. Somehow the call came in. in it was year? local. Oh God, uh, this was, was the 19, uh, 1980s. Sometime Ooh. between 1982 and 1989.
5: So it couldn't have been like a like Google voice situation?
4: Yeah. No, no. I but think again, she was stalked
5: and, and that made her nuts. You say both things could be true, hmm.
4: right? It yeah. could be a little bit of both. Or... Right, like like or, Andrea in the sh- in the show, that she felt like she needed to embellish and kick it up a couple notches to get it, the kind of attention. Or, or
5: or everything was real, and if <laughs> if everything, listen to me, okay, hear me out. Suppose everything is real, and you're describing this to somebody, mm-hmm. would you not come off as somebody with a, like a completely elevated attention seeking disorder? Right. If someone didn't believe you when you described all of these things.
3: Also, if you're being stalked for a super long time, I could see being suicidal if nobody's listening to you.
4: I mean, a lot of these behaviors and stuff were documented in her life and yeah. behaved long before I just, I think oh. about, this marriage. I, but, I can't yeah. help
5: but think about the Nikki Adamondo case or so think about it all the time. Of yeah. course, she, she just got out of prison. This is the woman who there was documented abuse by her husband, by the authorities. Mm-hmm. She finally killed him. It was the only way she could survive. And then the authorities who investigated the murder were like, oh, no, she inflicted all that abuse on herself. Like, there is always an angle by which to not believe a woman Mm -hmm. in these situations. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, I'm like, what don't, so you're reading, so all these accounts you're reading are from documentation that was supplied by authorities who investigated these cases. It's hard for me not to believe there's more that we don't know here. Because if we only knew what we knew about Nikki Adamondo from police reports from the murder, and we didn't have anything else... right? we'd be like, oh, maybe she did kill her husband because of a mur- well, long-term planned murder. Okay,
4: and just, just to kind of wrap up the thoughts on this as far as what do we know, what do we don't know, this was the most expensive investigation in Canadian history. It was the longest coroner's inquest in Canadian history. It lasted five months. It And it came to the decision that the, the, conclu- the, the no conclusion. It couldn't decide one way or the other if this was homicide, if it was suicide, if it was accidental but I will tell you that one of the detectives investigating was Patrick McBride they ended up developing a romantic relationship with one another so he would at one point he moved into her house to quote you know further the investigation and find any intruders he moved in? he moved in for a couple of weeks the fuck? that's not a thing (laughs) Yeah. Well, he said his conclusions were there might be a lot of drama, but the sex was amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was off the chain. M
1: titties. The right. going to do it for us.
4: want to <laughs> thank our guest, Jen Jackson. Jen, where can our listeners follow you online? So on TikTok,
3: I am at chopped underscore L-I-V-R, chopped liver. And you can find me on my podcast, We Talk Shit, and the S is a dollar sign.
4: And Rebecca Lavoy, how can our listeners follow you?
5: Well, I don't actually produce TikToks, but I do sometimes read TikTok, Jen's TikTok, so you can follow me there. But you can follow me everywhere at Reb Lavoy, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere else.
4: And you can follow me on Twitter, and I'm sticking with Twitter, at Kevin P. Flynn, although I don't really know how much longer I want to stick with Twitter. You can also tweet to us at Law & Order Pod and follow us on Instagram at These Are Their Stories Podcast, or like and subscribe on YouTube and TikTok. Our newsreader was Cy Freighter. Our theme music was composed and performed by Uncanny Valleys. Content assistance from Travis Roy. Lily Flynn handles promotions. All clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act fair use exemption for criticism and commentary. Go to LawAndOrderPodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter for a chance to be our next Law & Order Marathon winner. These Other Stories was recorded in the Treehouse Yoga Studio above the Mockingbird Cafe in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, studio. and is a production of Partners in Crime Media.
1: Partners in, crime
0: media. in a fast-paced world every day brings new challenges and new opportunities at Strayer University we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change for over 130 years we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving